What song do you want to hear, Dan? Beer! 1500 ESPN's Beer Show is on the air. Presented in part by Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits, Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores, and Red Cow and Red Rabbit. Now, alongside Mike Fratelloni, here's Chris Reavers. Welcome to 2019. It's the Beer Show here on 1500 ESPN. And this year, we're going to break down the Vikings offensive coordinator for the next hour. <laughs> nice. No, actually, we're not going to Hugh Jackson, let's go. Uh, that's Manny Hill. That's Mike Fratelloni with Fratelloni's Ace Harbor and Garden Stores. My name is Chris Reavers. We will be here for the next hour. We will talk a number of things, including beer. Um, but I have, I, have a, I have a question for both of you, gentlemen, because we were just discussing... New Year's Eve, mm-hmm. and um, I have a good friend that that bartends downtown Minneapolis, and he was he was telling me that because I didn't go out New Year's Eve, and I'm wondering, is it because it was a Monday night? Were people just was it out of their system by now? Because I got the sense that very few people went out for New Year's Eve. What this do you year. think, Manny? I think it's just because it was cold. Is that what it, it was? was? Really cold that night. But but it's Minnesota. It's, I know. It's but- always. I, you know, I know, people go out when it's cold if there's something fun, but I think it was the Monday night. I think so, too. Nothing screams like, my week's going to be crappy if I get hammered Monday night. And then i got to work And then week. i got to work yeah, the good next point. few days. Yeah. It's, okay. it's, you have no relief valve. If, if you go out on a Thursday night, you can power through Friday workday. Sure. Waiting for Saturday. Sure. But if you go crazy on Monday, you're out of luck, baby. you gotta you got to power through four days. Because I've always said... New Year's Eve it is kind of a fun night. Everybody seems to typically be in a good mood. Everyone's hitting the reset button. It's you know St. Patrick's Day. Sure. Screw that. I'm not Amateur working on St. Yeah. I don't. I, I don't want to hang out with every bush light hero that mm-hmm. wants to drink Guinness and Jameson. No thanks. I'll pass <laughs> on that guy. But it's but I so that's the sense that I got it. And th- there was a little bit of weather in the afternoon, so that was kind of weird. I don't know. I just got the sense that people just didn't give a rip about New Year's so this year. So my girlfriend's parents set up a little dinner, right? They said, hey, let's all go out to eat. Nice. I said, that would be great. And then she called me and said, yeah, they have reservations for at 5 p.m. And I said, 5, 5 p.m.? Like, what? <laughs> that's like for New Year's you're talking, for right? New Year's Eve. And I said, oh, we got to go someplace later than 5 p.m. Because if we go out to eat at 5 p.m., then we're going to be home by 6.30, then if I'm just doing nothing from 6.30, there's no way I'm going to make it till midnight. Because so you're just going to want to go night-night. Just go to bed. So I actually did make it till midnight. It was We went to eat much later, but made it till midnight. My girlfriend did not, so she was laying in bed. So what do you do as a gentleman? You go up there at midnight, and you want to give her a you're couple a little smooches, smooch, right? Yeah. Like, hey. And she did one of these, like, ah, ah, like get away from, away from me. me. <laughs> I thought, well, that was a fun uh, New Year's. But. Most places, restaurants. Now I'm talking. If you're going to go out mm. for for dinner, don't you have to go early because you can't get a reservation, right? On a- yes, we we got a, a six thirty, which was like the first you know setting of of the night. Okay, and I'm sure there was an eight thirty and then a ten thirty. Okay, okay. Well, that so makes- it was, but it was great. It turned out to be really great. But thank God we didn't start at five o'clock. Five o'clock is not drinking time for me. <laughs> that's still I'm still at work at five o'clock. You, that's not even remotely dinner time. Are you talking a.m. or p.m.? Yes, p.m. <laughs> you know what I mean. I do. Well, and I think it was a, it was a large product of a, a long holiday extended weekend. I know we were we were talking to the green room with our next guest from Elevated Beer Wine and Spirits, our buddy Ryan, who's a gigantic Chicago Bears fan, mm-hmm. and he and I crossed paths going to the the Bears Vikings game on Sunday, and I did it again, Manny. I I I, I ghosted. I I left right before halftime because I and this, this time was, it was a wise choice. And this is a yes. case of I've seen this movie before. You know when when yeah. Chicago Everyone's was about to go up. Movie. For their second touch, and I went, well, 
Love y'all. See you later. How does I'm the out. Green Bay Packer coach get fired? Yet our coach is just sitting pretty still. I would look at him and say, hey, baby. See you later. 651-646-8255. I mean, talk about all the skills in the world. You spend $84 million bucks on a new quarterback and, and nothing. So you're down with Zim. I, I'm down on Zim. Really? Aren't you? Eh. How would you not be? Well, I think he needs another year. I really didn't think we were going to go into Vikings. I was teasing that, but you know, <laughs> what, what, what the hell? Why not? We got a lot of beer I, I, fans I was, that are I was Viking pissed. fans. I'm pissed that he's like, oh, my offensive coordinator sucks. You're the head coach. Here's You're the, in charge, baby. You call the plays. I still think Zim has earned the right to not only coach next year, but probably even the year after that. Here's where Swarmy. I will agree with you. That crowd on Sunday, it was an electric crowd. People were ready to celebrate the Vikings winning that game. And that was the biggest no-show I have seen from this team. And especially given that it was this was a team with immense expectations heading into this season. Absolutely. And talent. And, and talent. talent. Yes. And yes, exactly. and I talent. understand that they had deficiencies along the offensive line. But I am complete. If you follow me on Twitter, yeah. you know my feelings about Kirk Cousins. I'm done with him completely. That's a guy with no guts, with no heart, mm-hmm. and plays with zero toughness. Weren't you telling me that his record against winning teams is like, Two and twenty-five. Oh, it's it's, it's horrible. Like, it's a five. It's like five yeah. and twenty-four. Yeah, that, like that's that, a yeah. sad stat. That is a you can just just watching it. I watched like the first quarter. And you're like, oh, they're done. You could just and I don't know what the Bears were thinking. Why would they possibly win that game? I know why. why? Get rid of these guys. Do, what what risk are we? But we're nothing. The to whole them. point is you don't want them to to hang around. And, and potentially, because they would have had to play the Vikings had they had they yeah. had the Vikings won that game. Who would you rather play, the Eagles or the Vikings? If I'm the Bears, yes, I want to play the Super Eagles. Super Bowl champion Eagles. No, they're not or the, the same v- team. Or the Vikings that barely they should have said after the first half said <laughs> these guys are horrible. Why don't you guys That's, show up in Chicago next yeah, week too? Yeah, go you know? ahead, we'll let you win this, but you come back to Chicago, we'll we'll, we'll kill you in Chicago. You know what I think though? I think the other way in terms of if you're the Bears and you're going into the playoffs, I think you want to go into the postseason and playing well and feeling sure. really good about yourselves and knowing that the last game you just played, you just obliterated a division rival mm-hmm. and you stomped on their hearts and ended their season and you're just you're feeling yourself. You're feeling you really go. good about yourself yep. and now you're at home and you got the crowd behind you against Philadelphia next week. I think I think the Bears played it exactly the way they should. Yeah, you're probably right. You forget that mental, that it's all a mental game, right? You and, need to carry on that win. And not to mention, isn't there almost a sense of relief if you're a Vikings fan? Because you know it was going to last one more You week. knew this was not a Super Bowl no, team. And no. you knew that they were going to be barely lucky enough just to even get by a wild card game. Because you knew they couldn't match sure. New Orleans or the Rams. So aren't you glad it's over with? Yeah, I am. Because yeah, now so, I can just watch games and enjoy it. Okay, so since this is the beer show, tell me what the vibe in the stadium was like. Were people getting juiced up? Oh, my God. Well, so, and I think Ryan would, would, would agree. Mm-hmm. We got there just as the game started. Okay. Because we had a bunch of friends that were also out and about. So you got to make a few stops like a beforehand. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. But when we walked in... You could tell people were juiced. Oh, people were, and people were going to continue to drink oh, really? all game. That okay. it was, and it was, yeah, it was, a, it was a party atmosphere. So, and again, I left before halftime, so I don't know if that continued throughout the game. My guess is that it did because mm-hmm. you could still see the crowd shots via the television set sure. and whatnot. And I just got the sense that people were so mad that they wasted their time and no. their money because it was not cheap to get into that game no. on Sunday. No, and so there, I think none of them are cheap. I think I'll. 
I th- well, in the secondary market, I'm talking specifically sure. to get in that game. It, it was it was. Really I think the Vikings' bucks. most yeah. expensive ticket of the season really? at home. Yeah, well, this was their chance to get in the playoffs. So I, I think people then just kind of turned on not only the team, but I think Zimmer in particular that they were just that they were so flat that people were mad. Absolutely, yeah. that, nothing's worse than seeing all the electricity of your team oh, I know. gone. Yeah, where and then the quarterbacks yelling at your star receiver on the you know it's like what is going on? Yeah, I, I, they got to break that crap up. But, you know, I'm I'm glad you went uh, because then I didn't have to, and you could report on it here. <laughs> Right? That's a. Did you, you should have used your press pass for that. I don't. I, well, I don't. I don't have one anymore. What do you mean? Well, no. I. I, I never had a Vikings press pass. Well, you not have a Vikings? You're on well, ESPN. We for have sakes. guys that do that. That's why we got so Collar and Judd. They're, they're and those called guys. You. They're called uh, Chris Reavers. No, just to go there. And, no. Well, we just reported on the Vikings and how a shambles it is. Maybe that's why you don't have a press pass. Probably. You're not just saying. <laughs> Probably. The best. I, and by the way, I love the Vikings. It breaks me in half when they lose. You weren't angry. Um, you know what? I can't even watch it because I get so really. I, I watch like a little bit, but as soon as we start losing, I said, "Oh, I'm gonna go clean my toilets. I'll do anything besides." So, watch do you it. have a game day routine? Like, do you do you first start up with a couple of beers, or does no, it depend like if it's a, a new game? Head. Or I like to have a clear head, and I watch the game real clear. Right, mm-hmm. I got a big TV. Watch it real clear. The moment we're losing, and I know this is not a cool fan thing to do, I revert to Twitter, and then I follow guys like you and other. <laughs> Guys that give me updates on the game. Okay, it really works well for for Golden Gopher football because the Gophers usually are getting pounded, so sure. it's not worth watching. What do you mean? They just want a big bowl I know, game. I know, but they're usually this is usually they're getting pounded. And you're so a you Phil just, Fleck guy, I know, but you can just watch the game via Twitter with you know Royce saying something or you saying something, and then you know exactly what's happening. Right? Well, you don't have to really watch it. Royce isn't necessarily commenting on the game as much as he's just trying to troll a Gopher oh, yeah, football fans. Yeah, that's that's, just, that's mainly the, his the objective. That, oh, he? he really is. Yeah. Um, so someone who I got to find the name of this person. Um, it's a weird email address, so I don't I, I don't know the name of the person that sent this to me, but it's alcohol trivia for the beer show. Nice. And I thought this would be kind of fun. Yeah, absolutely. And, and but when I pulled it up, it's a the, the problem is it's it's a ranker.com okay. list. So it's it's really odd. It it, it makes you click through a slideshow uh, kind of yes. a thing. Well that yeah, is that what that would yeah, be where defined it makes as? you like, hey, you just went through twenty five pages. And we're gonna make you work yeah. for it. So that's twenty five clicks. That's why our Fratelloni's website is so many clicks because they do the same thing. Nice. I'm uh, just kidding, it's all one page. So basically the the headline for this is the weirdest drinking laws from around the world. Nice. Okay. And it's supposed to be, did you know this or did you know that? Okay. Well, what are you gonna what are you gonna do? Say yes or no? You're sure. probably just anyway. So um, the first one that appears on this, Utah restaurants pour drinks behind a curtain. I've never been to Utah, so really? I, I know that it's 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 Mormon dominated in Utah. Yeah, but I've never noticed that because I've drank a lot in Utah, but I've never noticed them. But don't they have extremely complicated liquor laws? They had something where, and and this is not going to be right, but if you wanted to walk from your table to the bar. A, a server would have to bring your drink from the table to the bar. You're you can't joking. just walk with it. Really? But that might, I think those days are going because the craft beer movement is starting to get big in Salt Lake City. Huh. So And, and it's surprisingly because okay. it's like, wow, that it, it's coming around. So I, I think some of those arcane laws are starting to go away. Well, the, the, the caption for this one is kind of corroborating what you're saying, Michael. Mm-hmm. It says, in fact, until 2009, bars had to operate as private clubs that charged membership fees. Mm-hmm. Those laws were repealed, but restaurants now have to pour drinks behind an opaque plain pane of glass as to not tempt uh, <laughs> children. Oh, well, there Which you go. Which is kind of weird. Yeah, because, you know, 
if I put something beside away from my kids, you know what they want to do? If I put a gin and tonic in front of my kids and said, you drink that, they would never drink it in their entire no. lives. But if I hit it as I was pouring you it can't see and this. held that above their heads oh as I was running, God. they would suck down gin and tonics all day long. And you know what you didn't tell me, by the way, when, when uh, my family made the compromise of getting a cat when I didn't want a cat and she wanted a cat, so <laughs> yeah. we compromised and we got a cat. <laughs> got a cat. Um, what I didn't realize is how much more that would enhance the 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 sibling rivalry. Oh really? Oh dear God! Oh, so one plays with the cat and then the other wants to come play. It with doesn't the cat. matter. The cat could be lying on the couch for four consecutive hours. Sure. And if the older one just picks him up to want to play, the younger one instantly has to. So then he'll hand it to him. Sure. Thirty seconds later, he doesn't want to do it, want anything to do with no, it. No. Okay. So tell me, did you name this cat? Not. Oh no, Princess Buttercup. <laughs> What? We did. Oh no! Yeah, um, this is another compromise. Oh no, well, not really, because I I just basically said I'm Moss. out. You call, I, him, I, you call him awesome. I told I told her my my beautiful wife. Mm-hmm. I just said, listen, that's fine. I have you I have it. relented. Is that the right word? I have relinquished my yep. rights to the. Cat. But this also means because when we used to have pets, I I'm the one that had to take care of everything because oh. we had really young when they when they finally left this uh, veil of tears mm-hmm. they. The, the, our boys were younger, so you know she had sure. more duty. So I just basically you did took the care dog of things. I cat. said I'm not doing anything. You, as God is my witness, I will not scoop. Poop. I'm not scooping poop. Ten that that says, was ten bucks. Says you already have done it. But no, go ahead. I haven't. Really? Well, we've only had the cat for a week. Still, I guarantee it. But okay. um, where but was I going with that? The name question. of your cat. Oh, the name. So I just said I don't care. Name it whatever you want. You don't care. So Benji is his name. But his official name on his meow certificate, because <laughs> okay. you have to fill out the birth certificate sure, for the sure. cat, is Benji Meow Meow Snowflake the Third. Really? Yeah. Okay. So the boys came up with that. No, well, that is the, the boys did. Yes. Okay. I had nothing to do with okay, it. Okay. Good. Lucky you. Uh, number Benji. two <laughs> on the list of the weirdest drinking laws from around the world: you can't chug a beer in Texas while standing. A long-forgotten law in Texas says it's illegal to take more than three sips of beer at one time while standing. Needless to say, this is a very difficult law to enforce. Wow. I don't understand. That'd be a fun one to do some citizen's arrests on, right? Well, and just go Texas, to a bar and just say, oh, sir, you just had four gulps. We're arresting you. So that's a law, but isn't open container still allowed in, in the state of Texas? Yeah, isn't it? Isn't, I, I don't know that, but you used to be able to just roll up in your car to a drive through window in Texas right. and just order a gin and tonic and they'd hand it to you in your car and you could drive away. And I wonder, That's or did, gone, they, I did they change that to the passenger could have the open container? Well, let's hope. Hopefully they're... I, I think times have changed. Now, then, what do you think about this .05 rule that Utah just passed, I think? Don't tell me we're thinking about adopting that No, here. but, I mean, that is what... One and a half beers for people? That right? wouldn't that okay, we're really getting in the weeds here, but um, it's changed. That would change things. That point would, oh eight changed things. I think it did. I th- you know, I think you know what I think is behind all this? I mean, God forbid you don't want anybody to drive drunk. Uber. Why wouldn't you be if you were Uber? I would pay so much money to that organization because every time they lower the things, guys like me say, I'm not driving. Well, I'm never driving. I'm I, never going to get a DWI. No way. All kidding aside, so I think I shared this story on the air, but my wife and I were in Scottsdale in the middle of November mm-hmm. um, for one of her work conferences. Is great. I just got to tag along and basically have a free vacation. And so we were staying basically in the heart of Scottsdale where this conference was being held and there were really cool restaurants and bars like what we, you would consider the uptown area sure. like just maybe five miles away yep. from where we were staying and so she got done maybe five o'clock six o'clock at night she says 
well, let's go have something to eat. I'm like, all right, cool. So I was doing whatever. And then she and I went down, I, I went down to the, the hotel bar just to have one while she was getting ready. We hop in the car, we go, we have dinner. I have one with dinner. We come back and um, the, the there was valet at our hotel. Mm-hmm. And the guy said, oh, did you have a good night? Blah, blah, blah. So then we, she and I went back to have one more before we went to bed. Yeah. And he said, well, did you guys Uber? And I said, no. And he goes, we didn't have a beer with your dinner. I'm like, yeah, why? He goes, son, it's it's zero tolerance here in Scottsdale. I was like, what? What, yeah, what does that mean? That means 0.000. And, and it's completely up to, and this is the way it was explained okay. to me. It's apparently completely up to the discretion of the officer. whether, oh, Yeah. So basically he said, everybody here either knows a good friend or is a part-time Uber driver. Really? And after he mentioned that to me, I remember at night, because, you know, the, Just the Uber, Ubers everywhere, the Uber cars are, you know, they're either lit up in the front with yeah, the Uber sign thing. And, I, and they're everywhere. 75% of the cars on the road are all Uber drivers. Wow. Which means Scottsdale probably has a big drinking problem. Yeah. But well, no, but, but if, if, you know, it's just smart. Right. Yeah. So I, I, that, you know, that paralyzed feeling like, oh, oh my God, no, I, I had a it. beer with dinner. Yeah. <laughs> I would never think of that. No. Ever. I would have never thought of that. And you would think that that would have been posted other places, but I never saw a sign. So I don't know if that was some myth that that no, guy so, came up somebody, with. Somebody, one of our listeners knows exactly. Yeah. And we'll probably get him. And this will be the one caller we accept that's <laughs> rotten. <laughs> Uh, All right, so let's step aside for a quick moment. We're going to come back with our friends from Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits for that weekly beer run. His name is Mike Fredoloni with Fredoloni's Ace Harbor and Garden Stores. My name is Chris Reavers. Do not touch that radio dial. This is The Beer Show. This is The Beer Show. Let's go drink some beer. On 1500 ESPN. B-double-E-double-R-U-N, beer run. The only thing possibly more important than what beer you're drinking is where to get it from. It's a B-double-E-double-R-U-N. Let's make a beer run with the guys from Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits. As 1500 ESPN's Beer Show now continues. That's right. It's time for the weekly beer run here on The Beer Show on 1500 ESPN, 1500ESPN.com. We are live inside of the TCL Broadcast Studios. Before we get to our featured guest, Michael, Tim emailed us during the commercial break with information that you were wondering about Thank you, Tim. Uh, liquor laws. So in Utah, the 0.05 law was supposedly paid for by the portable breathalyzer company. Oh, smart. Okay. Texas got rid of open container back in the early 2000s, but ice bins in convenience stores are still highly popular, and so is having one on the way home. Oh, good. Awesome. Thank you for listening, Tim, and thank you for the email. So uh, let's move on to our segment with Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits. Uh, folks, the best bottle shops in the Twin Cities, I know I've been saying that for a couple of years now, but uh, it's the truth, and uh, we've been having this partnership with these guys since we started this beer show about six years ago now. Ryan is here representing elevated this evening uh two locations south minneapolis at hiawatha and 42nd and in wiper lake highway 61 on 4th street happy new year buddy happy new year to you guys too so uh kind of a cool spin on the weekly guest this week uh, and, yeah. and, and an interesting cool concept yeah, tell the looking, listener about I've it i've been looking forward to this one especially in the new year i just feel like there's there's new approaches from all sorts of different breweries in terms of how to kind of adapt to market changes and and uh and hit the next kind of five years of this craze. So we've actually got John Langer in studio with us tonight to talk about Canarchy, which is a brewing collective. Um, a lot of the breweries we do have here in the state available to us right now, like Cigar City, Squatters from Utah, I mm-hmm. should mention. 
And uh, they can't well. actually sell it in Utah, but no, that's not true. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Sorry, it's it trying and, to be funny. And a, a crowd favorite all the time in Oscar Blues. So welcome, John. Looking forward to kind of delving into to to Canarchy here and 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 how this is all working. Yeah. So we're actually going to be bringing in John Lee, who is the COO of Canarchy, by phone as well. Hi, John. Hey guys, how you doing? Thanks for having me on. Very cool. So. For those people that are, you know, listening to this that are, that might be unfamiliar with Canarchy, t- tell the listener about the, the concept because we all think this is very cool. Yeah, so <clears throat> to kind of sum it all up, what you're looking at is really just more of a, a stronger together uh, type of mentality. Uh, you know, you see the the tremendous competition that's out there in the marketplace and the and the, and the pressures that we're all under. Uh, you know, what we've done is, uh, you know, we've assembled a, a group of like-minded brewers from around the country and. Uh, you know, all working towards that goal of just, you know, high-quality, good craft beer, you know, available to, to everyone. So you're not and, uh, owned by each other, right? You're, you're just a collective. It is, yeah. It's a collective piece, and it's, uh, you know, all the original founders of each brewery, they've all got a stake in the in the Canarchy Collective. And, uh, um, so you know, so we're all invested in making sure that the rest, uh, that the other uh, members also succeed. So, you know, like where I'm based, I'm out here, I'm actually in Salt Lake City, Utah right now. Uh, I oversee the squatters and the Wasatch operations. But, uh, you know, I'm invested and, and, uh, you know, I need and I want Oscar Blues to do well. I want Cigar City to do well. And I want Perrin, I want Deep Ellum, I want, you know, Three Weavers, our other partners in California to also do well. So it's a great operation that we've got together here. So, John, you know, one of the things that I've always admired uh, doing this show for, for the number of years now is is the collective mindset of the craft beer industry amongst, you know, people that are, we were just talking just the other the other week about how, you know, locally Summit was trying to help out their friends at Sierra Nevada with the wildfires and they had a big fundraiser going. Just that type of camaraderie that exists in that industry is just truly remarkable. And this is kind of that concept taken to a new level, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's uh, it's one of the things that I really like about this, uh, the, you know, the beer industry as a whole, is that uh, you know behind the scenes, you know, we are all you know we're all in this together, and you know, obviously we're you know we're a business trying to do well, but uh, um, you know we respect each other and look out for each other, and uh, you know ultimately we want high quality beer to be out there and available, you know, and it's uh, regardless of who it's coming from, you know, we want good beer out for everybody at any time that they're looking for it. This is a slight digression, John, but we were talking in the first segment about like arcane laws that were drinking laws, and some of them were in Utah. But yeah, I said, I well, caught, I caught that. Yeah, you caught that. But I said, well, <laughs> yeah, I was listening. Like, I was listening. You were listening. Salt Lake City has a lot of breweries now. What's got, what changed? And can I carry my beer across the bar there, or what? What happens? Yeah, you can. Um, this, you know, and honestly, it's uh, you know, legislators. You know, legislators just about to get back into session, so really anything goes. I don't. <laughs> I'm, I'm continually surprised on a year-by-year basis what they decide to do. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, some of what you guys are talking about, the, we call it the Zion Curtain. That would be the uh, frosted glass or the uh, uh, making the drinks back behind the um, bar so that the kids can't see. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, that's gone now. That's, that's, uh, that's out of here. Um, and that's, uh, you know, thankfully, that was a, a weird one. That, that really didn't weird. need to be there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, heaven forbid that kids see a drink being made. (laughs) John Lee uh, on the phone and John Langer here in studio with Canarchy. There are the featured guests courtesy of our friends from Elevated to Beer, Wine, and Spirits this week. So, Ryan, I'm curious how a a collective effort like this impacts you guys on a retail front and and what kind of differences can the consumer see in that regard? Well, I think it's it's good on a few different levels. I mean, excuse me, for for the first uh, point, I think 
just having a guy like John Langer, who's here, we haven't really spoken to him yet, but he's going to be doing the tasting. He's a tomorrow. very good listener. Yes, yes. we've noticed. <laughs> and a he's cuddler. Gonna, he's going to be yeah. doing a tasting tomorrow night at the Minneapolis shop. And again, like you mentioned uh, earlier, uh, three to five on Saturday at the White Bear store. Um, and he can he can open up a few different uh, beers from different breweries, right? We don't see that a lot. Uh, typically, when there's a tasting, it's just uh, it's just the the one and done, and from one brewery. But I also, in in talking to John in the green room, heard about opportunities like mix packs that involve different breweries. We've never seen that oh, wow. before, right? So there's a Canarchy mix pack that was available and hopefully will be available again in the future uh, that involves the different breweries wow. and, and, and yeah. compiles them into one package. The consumer's looking for that sort of thing. Yes. We know that because we see it every day with mm-hmm. our mixed six-pack section. So a lot of cool ways to take advantage of this uh, collective. And John, you're seeing that locally, right? Yeah, I would assume when you're, you know, when you're out there promoting your brand and promoting this and I, honestly that, that's one of the reasons why I love their stores because I can go there when I have family coming over and when I have to to, to quench a lot of different palettes that's what I'm, I'm seeing is people that want a wide variety of different things yeah it's uh, definitely the wave of the future and um, I'm happy to be a part of it Hey, John, can I ask you a question? You know, we're always looking at what's going to be big and what's next. And strangely, over the last five years of doing the show, we catch it like a year early or it's just happening on the West Coast. What do you think is going to be the next big thing here in our market in Minneapolis-St. Paul? Which no, I'm sorry. John in Salt Lake City. I don't remember his last oh, name. We'll start John Lee. Yeah. John Lee. Yeah. Oh, that's okay. How about this? John Lee. Could you answer that question? <laughs> Um, I wish I could, you know, and if, if I if I could, it uh, would be a great uh, uh, piece to have because uh, you know it's a it's a fickle market and it's continually changing. But uh, yeah, the one that still continues to surprise me are all these uh, these hazy beers, you know, these hazy IPAs mm-hmm. uh, coming out of the Northeast. Uh, you know, they're making their way around pretty good. Um, you know, we've got uh, the full gamut there. We've got you know four percenters, uh, uh, higher alcohol. We've got some seven percenters. Um, and you know, when I first started making these beers, you know, we're going for clarity. We wanted uh, filtered beers. We wanted bright. That was a you know, thing of pride as a brewer that you could make a good uh, tasting, you know, bright beer that contained a lot of hops. And you know, now these hazy things are uh, really going uh, counter wisdom to, to everything I've, I've been doing. So, uh, but beyond that, you know, I mean, you got your, you know, your fruit beers continue to do well. Um, you know, lager beers have been predict, uh, predicted for years to, to make a comeback, but we haven't really seen that too much. You know, in, in this um, market, John, we had Third Street Brewhouse on last week from Cold Springs, Minnesota. Uh-huh. I'm sure you're familiar with those guys. They developed yeah, a product yeah. called Hula, which is a spike seltzer, and it is going nuts. I mean, it's going to be their yeah. biggest product. Is that anything you guys have looked at in at Canarchy? We certainly have. We've actually got, uh, so uh, through the Oscar Blues platform, we've got a product called Wild Basin. Uh, which is uh, launching here in 2019, and uh, and then we've got uh, one that we're calling Grandeur Peak. It's named after a, a, a peak here in uh, the Salt Lake Valley uh, that'll be um, you know for sale. Uh, but uh, those spiked seltzers are they're actually quite delicious. Mm-hmm. Um, if you've ever had a chance to try them, they're uh, you know nice, I had like uh, ten of them yeah. yesterday. Very refreshing, aren't they? So John, you mentioned uh, you mentioned delicious, and I'm looking at and I just took. Took a sip of the tropical double IPA from Squatters. Uh, are you are you to be held responsible for this new favorite beer of mine, sir? I certainly can be. Yes, <laughs> I am definitely. Uh, this is yeah, really yeah. good. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, that was a uh, yeah thing of pride on that one. That's uh, that's one that uh, you know nine percent alcohol. 
Uh, that's one that uh, it. Uh, I got to be careful. You know, if I take a six pack home, I'll drink a six pack, and then I'm not getting anything else done. Right, so right. that's illegal uh, in Utah. <laughs> yeah, I got to be careful. Hey, uh, John, it's Ryan again from Elevated. Uh, we talked a little bit about some of the you know compliments that these breweries have among each other in terms of marketing and branding. But what do you achieve on the logistics side and and, and production side uh, through through you know the the network here? So probably one of the biggest things on the logistics that's uh, good for us is really just uh, helping out with that purchasing power, um, access to market for a few things. You know, we got uh, we have great relationships. Excuse me, great relationships with our, uh, our hop suppliers, the uh, you know our can supplier, uh, ball uh, manufacturing, uh, you know uh, paper products, uh, our malt suppliers. Uh, you know, it, uh, it opens up a lot of channels that. Uh, you know, when you're a smaller operation, you don't really have those resources at your beck and call. You know, our marketing, our sales team. You know, thankful with you know with Langer there in the in the Minneapolis-St. Paul area. You know, he he knows his stuff, and and uh, and uh, you know, it's a it's a it's a good collective effort uh, from top to bottom, uh, getting us out to out to market, and 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 really just making sure that uh, we stay relevant and. Uh, competitive in this uh, challenging market that we're in right now. And conceivably, can you brew Oscar Blues beer in in Utah and, and you know, vice versa in, in Colorado? We can, yeah. Uh, Actually, the way that we've set up our uh, arrangements is that we can do um, anybody anybody in, the collecti- anybody in the collective's beer at any of the breweries across the country. That's pretty amazing. Now, does that smart? Does that also then does it fall under the umbrella of the liquor laws of that given state, or is it is that a universal law based upon? I I guess I'm just curious at that aspect of it. Yeah. So for the production thing, it would be more of a uh, it's a federal thing. Okay. Moving across from there, Uh, we do have to have uh, individual state licenses uh, to produce. Um, But the because the way that we've got it all set up, then uh, it makes it uh, we're we're capable to do that. Um, You know. But just because we are capable doesn't necessarily mean that we are. Um, you know, there might be just a little few, like a hole or two that we got to plug, so you might run like a tank or two of something, you know, in one location to kind of help out. But uh, for the most part, you know, we're making those namesake beers in those locations. Uh, you know, the majority of, of the beers are being made in those home locations. Is everything that Arcani... Arcany does. I, I, Canarchy, Canarchy does. I yep. just Canarchy, went, yeah. I just lost my complete mind. Is everything Canarchy does? Is, are, is everybody a nationwide? Uh, we are not. No. So we've got. Uh, so our Oscar Blues brands are nationwide. Uh, Cigar City is pushed out to about uh, about two thirds of the country. Uh, the Wasatch Squatters we're in about uh, fifteen states, and then Deep Ellum is just in Texas. Three Weavers is just in California. And uh, Michigan or Perrin there in Michigan is uh, a little bit around there. I think they go down to Illinois and over in the Dakotas a so, little bit. As you guys expand nationwide, if that's the choice of the brewery, I mean, how nice would that mm-hmm. be to have your beer already in the West Coast if you're an East Coast brewer, not having to ship it across oh, sure. America? I mean, that that oh, the economies huge, of scale yeah. is huge. Yeah, and that's huge right there. Yeah, you, exactly. You save the uh, the shipping. You know, we don't. Uh, uh, contribute to the uh, you know to our, our climate change and and everything that's facing right there. You know we're not uh, you know burning more fuel to get stuff across the country. 
Well, and isn't um, the uh, the end game? Uh, if I'm if I'm speaking for you, I you know I, I I believe the end game is just to get this product in front of a new set of eyeballs that might be interested in Oscar Blues or Squatters or whatever the case might be. Correct? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And make sure that we've got the best, freshest beer available at any time to, well, to anyone. So. I've got to believe that there's some eyeballs from other breweries too that are interested in maybe joining oh, yeah. this collective. You know, for that reason exactly. I mean, that's a great we way do. to expand quickly. How, how how is that? I mean, is there is there uh, kind of a vetting process or we get uh, yeah I mean, we get calls on a daily basis from you know some folks that are, are looking to get in. But you should uh, make another one called Bottlearchy. <laughs> Bottlearchy. Right, come on, <laughs> that was funny. No one's laughing on this end. Thank you, John, for oh. that. Uh, you that gave you gave the sidekick laugh. sympathy yeah. laugh. We appreciate. It. Hey, John, right. this is such a great, cool concept, and you are in, in in completely great hands with our our buddies at Elevated here in the Twin Cities. So that is so great to hear. Yeah. So continued success, my man, and it was a pleasure having you on, sir. Yeah, thank you. Really appreciate it. You got it. So there he goes. That's uh, John Lee, the COO of Canarchy and the head brewer at Squatters and. Help me with the other one. Wasatch. Wasatch. I'm yeah. sorry. I knew I, knew I was going to forget that close. one. Uh, so, John, you've been very vocal here uh, in, in the studio, <laughs> so we wanted to get a chance to talk to you for a little bit. So, as the local rep for, for a brand like this, where basically this is all out-of-state stuff, but still a really quality uh, beer, what... What what essentially becomes your job then? Is your job to push one particular brand, push everything as a collective? How does that work? Um, currently, right now, my job is push everything as a collective. Yep. So it's just partnering with good wholesalers in the Twin Cities, which we have. Right. And you know, being on the streets and using my relationships and using their relationships and and tasting beer and 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 going from there. Is all Canarchy product at the same distributor? That no, not in Minnesota. Oh, um, really? Okay. We're trying to get that alignment sure. here, um which would be ultimately great. Would it save uh, you on miles then too? A little bit. <laughs> but I don't have alignment in any state. I and I have 8 states right now. Okay. So, but we're working towards that goal um in fact right now. Um we're having meetings. So, Ultimately, that, that's yeah. got to be tough. You, this is a great line of beers, right? Mm-hmm. You have a lot to choose from. How do you do that as a salesman? Is it like whoever gives you the best swag or whoever has the best sales contest going on? I mean, I would find it very hard to say, oh no, 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 you got to try Cigar City. No, 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 you got to try Dale. I mean, how do you do that? Well, it's it's kind of it was difficult at first, but mm-hmm. it's really been kind of nice because okay. I started with Wasatch and Squatters, and you know, being a beer from Utah, it was always hard a hard story to sure. tell. And um, all of a sudden, I have Oscar Blues, which is in all fifty states, and a new newer brewery like Cigar City. Um, it's and it gives me a lot more opportunity. So now I can go into a local bar and say, "Hey, you know, yeah, I got Wasps and Squatters. Yeah, it's not going to fit here, but now I have this Dale's Pale Ale, or right. I have this High Life from Cigar City, and that can work here." So I. I- is Cigar City based out of Fort Myers, or did I have no, that beer Tampa. in Fort Myers? Tampa. That's where you drink. It's in Tampa. Okay, because yep. I thought, God, I could have swore I had one of those in Fort Myers as Cigar Ybor City. Ybor City, probably. What? Ybor City in Tampa. Is that what it is? I don't know. That's the cigar capital of the world, is Ybor City. So. It's a, that's why he's here, it's folks. Tampa. Yep. Mike Fratelloni. <laughs> Useless <laughs> knowledge king. Yeah, I guess. I, I love like that. cigars. Sorry. Okay, I, I got you off, off track here. So people are hearing this, and they want to find out more about what you guys are doing, the endeavor, and the tasting and everything opportunity coming up here at Elevator. So what would you tell people to do? You go online and, 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 and do a search or how does it work with you guys? Since you are, like I said, it's a collective effort to push all of these brands at once. Um, as far as looking for where the brands yeah. are sold. Or? Yeah. Um, we're in every major market. I mean, any store, um, you know, obviously the, the big stores, the elevated mm-hmm. and the big chain stores. So um, we have, we have right stores. now. What? Never heard of <laughs> them. Never heard of them. No, nope. <laughs> we have, we have three of the seven in our state. 
currently. Is that correct? Correct. That 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 make up Canarchy. Any chance we're going to see any of these other four at all anytime soon, or 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 this year for that matter? I think Perrin out of Michigan will be coming to Minnesota soon. Wow. Um, they're going to try to stick around the Great Lakes. So I'm excited to get some of their stuff here. That's big. Yeah. Well, you mentioned that in, in with Perrin too. They're they're doing a, a collaboration beer. Was it with? It's with Wasatch. It's with Wasatch. Okay, and we're going to yes. see that beer here in this market. Then. That'll be here in March, and that's called Soups Juice. Soups Juice, and it's a New England style IPA. So very hazy, seven um, percent. And does anyone know what soup juice means? Oh boy, I'm afraid to ask. Yeah. Michael, no, I, I, no. I know. Mike, whatever you're thinking, stop. I, okay, I'll stop. What does soups juice mean? Super juicy. Ah, yeah. Then I did because it was pretty. It's soups. S U P S. Yes. Yeah. Soups. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not kidding. This is the first time I've I, I've had a squatters beer before. This tropical double IPA is incredible. Good. It's really good. really good. Should we yeah. mention how great of a value that beer is too? I mean, oh, we, yeah. we didn't really talk about Hop Rising specifically yet, but that's Squatters, right? That's Squatters brand, Hop Rising. I, mean, I feel like it's even since we've been in business, it's sort of been kind of the 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 best value in the market as far as I'm concerned for a double IPA. Uh, you know, it, it probably varies slightly around town, but I mean, you're getting a double IPA typically for the price of a, a regular IPA, and it it holds up really well against the best of them. So. Fantastic beer there too. Yes. Do we have to say IPA is kind of like RBIs? Do we? What can we? Right? Do we just say? <laughs> I, can we say? Because you can't say double IPAs. Right. But maybe you should be. So do we have to say RBI? No, I think you can say double IPAs. Double IPAs. Yeah. Okay. No, it would be I, Reavers had six double IPAs. A, IPA. You had six no, double no, IPAs. No, because you're you're you were then implying the, the 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 plural form of a singular item. I don't know if that's true. Did that just I, sound I, super smart? I don't know. <laughs> RBI is because the plural is on run. I know it should right? be RSBI. No, no, don't <laughs> run that it in. Runs He's doing this because he knows RSBI. he knows that when people say he dr- he had seven RBI, he knows that that drives me it insane. Drives, yeah, it drives me insane. <laughs> I, I absolutely that's why I can't say RSBI. Stand oh, you fun. pretentious <laughs> MLB Network star, you saying? Oh, he had seven RBI. No, you idiot. It's seven RBIs. There you go. Sorry, love it. Uh, all right, so we're doing a tasting yes. this weekend with the folks at Canarchy. Yeah, that's right. So you'll get the full lineup from Squatters, Wasatch, Oscar Blues, and Cigar City, which again, we mentioned Cigar City, but that that brewery was like so highly anticipated in this market, and now it's here. And if you haven't tried it yet, you have to get out here to this tasting because you'll be able to do it for free. Which brewery, right? I'm sorry, I that's Cigar it. City. Oh, this, yeah, yeah, okay, Cigar City. Yeah, that's this is one that that's been a buzz. People just, are excited. It's about one it. of those breweries cool. that we just didn't have here, and now we do, and and we're all super stoked about it. So come out, try the, all three, the trifecta that we have available here, and then definitely look out for. Uh, it was Perrin, right? That's coming yep. hopefully this year. Um, cool. But yes, five to seven Minneapolis, three to five White Bear. Get out there, new year, new beer. Try them. And I will say, I, I remember really enjoying um, the Cigar City beer I had. And in fact, I it was referred to. I was hanging out um, with Lavelle, oddly enough, and he's the one that said try this because he knew I was a craft beer guy. And that's why I remembered I was in Fort Myers when I first had it. I, I loved it. Yeah. I, I forget which cigar one, guy. And he's a cigar guy. That's right. He was drinking tequila, but that's another okay. story for another time. But smoking a cigar. <laughs> but smoking a cigar. Um, so this is something that's very cool that otherwise probably wouldn't have happened, their exposure in this market, if not for Canarchy, I correct? Mean, that, would, correct. that would make sense to me, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's huge, the the things you can accomplish when you when you do something like this. And John, if people want to find out more information about Canarchy, where should they go, sir? They can go to canarchy.com. 
or you can just go to each individual brewery. Sure. Um, OscarBlues.com or Wasatch.com, Squatters.com. This is really cool. And yeah. I predict will be the, the the very near future for craft beer, I, I think. I think we're going to see a lot more of it. I do, I too. Do. Which is good, by the way. More exposure, more brands. That's, that's good for everybody as a collective. I Especially think. if you're trying to grow out of your home area. If you can have another brewery brew your beer yes. 2,000 miles away, you just... You know, yeah. made your margin work instead yeah. of not work. Okay. Yeah, very cool. So, what will be the first Minnesota Canarchy? It's got to be somebody brewery. who's ready to jump across the nation, and that's got to be Surly. You think so? Who else could yeah. it be? That would be big, right? I mean, that's that would be the one that has the. I don't know if Summit wants to jump across the world, right? Yeah, I, I think I think that they they like the regional play yeah. right now, and Great they do it well, region. right? They own the regional play, right? Sure. But, yeah. Well, after your hot tip to John over in Salt Lake, maybe it's going to be Third Street with their Yeah, Way to go, Big Mouth. <laughs> it's, it's great. It's, it's a great drink. That's awesome. Well, uh, John, pleasure to meet you. Thanks for coming in, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. And uh, Ryan, good luck this weekend. And well, we didn't mention, uh, Friday from 5 to 7 in good Minneapolis, on, on the tasting. I don't know. I, I just ran. I thought you were saying bears, no? No. I, we, <laughs> see, we weren't even going to talk about that, and then he has to bring that up. Uh, no, good luck this weekend with the tasting. We're not going to talk about the stupid football game. Uh, Friday, <laughs> 5 to 7 in Minneapolis, and Saturday in White Bear Lake from 3 to 5. You got it. Awesome. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, man. Uh, cheers to you guys at Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits. You can find out more information online at their website, which is, of course, elevatedbws.com. We'll be back in a second to wrap things up. You're listening to The Beer Show live on 1500 ESPN. Beer, beer, beer. This is The Beer Show. Final segment of the beer show right here on 1500 ESPN, 1500ESPN.com. So, Frat, uh, we were just talking during the commercial break, and Mm -hmm. I think we even signed off in that previous segment about how people are always asking us, whether it's via email, whatever, about what is the future of craft beer. Absolutely. And that's what this is. Whether you're... um, and the, I didn't want the wanna, concept of Canarchy. And I didn't okay. want to. I didn't want to bring it up because I didn't know if it was going to be a direct competitor to to what Canarchy is doing. And mm-hmm. I don't think it is because this is all on the side of distribution. Sure. But like what they're doing over at First Draft over mm-hmm. by Target Field in Minneapolis, where yep. you're going to a place now that is got the tap room feel, and they also have food, which is really good by mm-hmm. the way. But it's multiple different breweries and places that you probably never would try. But A, you're able to try all these different styles of beers and you're able to do it an ounce at a time if you'd like. Mm-hmm. That, to me, is the future of this of this industry. Yeah, I think so, too. Unless a taproom has such an identity that people need to go to that taproom, right? True. That the, the brand has personality behind it. Like just down the street, Fulton, for example, Fulton. is right there. Yep. They're, they're gonna, that's what they're going to be for the next 20 years. Exactly. Someone's going to say, I want to go, I want to go just to have Fulton beer. But with this, the world of beer advancing so quickly, and I, I, I do ask that question, and no one really knows that answer, what's going to happen a year from now. Mm-hmm. But I think we just heard it a little bit from John Lee from Canarchy when he said, hey, the Spike Seltzers, like we're working. Three of his breweries were working on one of those, yep. right? Uh, the people at Third Street Brewhouse said that their hula is just killing it. It's are these guys going to start making things other than beer right. to say, wait, I want to expand our market? I will say this. So we did the show last Thursday, mm-hmm. and I had a, a bunch of family coming over from my, my wife's side of the family. And I, I'm always, I, I do the food when because I love to okay. cook. I love doing the big spread Got for it. everybody. And I also picked up a bunch of different beers. I sure. stopped at Elevated and said, hey, I, I, I need a little bit of this, I need a little bit of that, because mm-hmm. Papa Bear's got to take care of Papa Bear. Sure. Um, but I got to you know, plan for a bunch yeah. of different you know, taste buds. Yeah, taste taste levels. So I grabbed three of the f- three of the four packs of Hula. The dip, they had okay. three different flavors, flavors yeah. there, 
and not one person didn't like it. Really? Even oh. my brother-in-law, who is only IPAs and whiskeys, that's all he drinks. Really? He's like, wow, this is good. I would I would drink this. Well, last week on the show, <laughs> I'm going to go back to last week's show. If you replay this, the salesman from 3rd Street mm-hmm. said he gets a bunch of other industry reps calling him saying, hey, I'll trade you some of my beer for some hula because... The beer guys, I think maybe their taste buds are just blasted out sometimes, and it was really refreshing, mm-hmm. right? And But it's a very, very difficult beer to make, which gives larger brewers this huge competitive advantage, right? Because they can actually make it, because mm-hmm. the, the guy who has the two-barrel system just can't do it. it just it, It's too complicated to make. So I think that's going to be a big thing in this market. I think this, this you're going to have this rush to lower alcohol content. Right, because people want to drink a few more beers, mm-hmm. and and the, the breweries are finally waking up, saying, "Wow, let's sell somebody four beers instead of one." In fact, um, while we were having that conversation, and I think if it was Ryan or you that had said, "I wonder which Minnesota brewery is going to be the one to kind of jump into this mix." Mm-hmm. Here's what I I think might happen: is you're going to get like a a, a Minnesota Nice Pack. Huh? Oh, See what did the, there? yes. So that way you've got Surly Summit, Fulton, whoever there, or maybe it will, it will even go down a tier. I like that idea. Well, don't you make that? Why don't you come out with that? God, that seems like a lot of work. I'm just an ideas guy. But you're used to getting people together when you do the spring ball classic. Sure, sure, sure. Getting teams together and and sponsors. The Minnesota Nice Pack would be cool if you had 12 breweries and said, we want your best one beer for this pack. Maybe I will. And make them pay to be in it. Oh, a membership fee? (laughs) You heard it here first. That's not so bad. We're going to steal that, although they all have different... a distributor, so that's not going to work. No, probably yeah. not. Okay. But but we but tried. in all honesty, the uh, the 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 hula. So that's where I was going with. Mm. So a lot of different taste buds. I've got you know the domesticated uh, beer drinkers. I've got the cider people. Mm. I this pleased all of those Everybody. people, including and, and the bush light bush light drinkers. Exactly, yeah. including the the two vodkas a year drinker that I'm married to. Yeah. Even she liked it. She did, and okay. she doesn't like anything, including me. <laughs> she just tolerates. Well, she me. likes Benji the th- Benji rest. Snowflake Meow Meow the third the third their new cat. But <laughs> but I'm but I'm serious. I I really do envision that this is going to be the next thing. And oh by the way, I I don't think I've mentioned this yet. I finally. Made the trip over to our buddies at Utapils. Oh, you did. did I mention this to no. you? Yet? So, like the one brewery that's like blocks from your house, you had never been there. No, this one, this one's in Golden Valley. Oh, remember the, um, they're the, they're the oh, guys. I was that, thinking of Enki. Uh, um, you're thinking of Enki, okay. which I've Udipils, been to Udipils, way yes, too many yes. times. But right. Utapils. Uh, so I actually had a friend. We had to meet up for for some for something, and she happens to live in the Golden Valley area. And I said, mm-hmm. you know what? Perfect. I'll come to you. We can meet there, sure. and boom, we did it. That's a really cool spot. Is it? Have you have you been yet? No. So it's it's literally right off fifty five and one hundred. Okay. And it's kind of tucked behind, like where the, you cross the train tracks. Okay. And it's kind of tucked behind there in strictly residential. Oh, really? But it's a really really cool spot. Mm-hmm. Those guys have those guys uh, did a nice job with that. Tap you know, room. it's it, it, I do <clears throat> think when you talk about this canarchy thing, you think it's going to be the big thing. One thing that we're forgetting that canarchy does is they don't have any brewers close to each other. And so that's why that can't happen in Minnesota because Udapils is going to say, I don't want to be with Enki. I don't want to be, not that they would say that, but you don't want to have your direct local competitor 
be part of your sales team. I could see um, Surly going into this thing, right? Or um, Surly developing another one with someone else across the nation, hmm. but maybe not, right? You know, you, you don't think Surly and Summit would ever marry together, right? That would probably be. But I guess that, that does do. make some sense because even though, yes, we're all fighting the good fight together, we are mm. still in somewhat it's direct market, competition yeah. with one another. You I okay guess that there? does make sense. All right. I. <laughs> Made the made the mistake of trying a sip of this uh, tropical double IPA and from Squatters. No, it's good. I, I it's even delicious. told I even told John. I said this is something I would buy. I would absolutely buy. You know, this. if a beer comes out in Utah and makes it out of Utah, it's, <laughs> it's got to be good. good beer. <laughs> I mean, good honest point. to God, if if someone said, "Hey, let's take the most restrictive area to drink in America, right? Make a great beer, and oh by the way, the rest of the world wants it," that must mean it's a pretty darn. Do you good know beer. where the second most restrictive place to drink beer is in America? No, my house. <laughs> Especially after the holidays, because this guy has got to take a couple days off. Uh, if take you know a couple what I'm jan- clean January. Uh, if you missed any portion of the program, you can always check out the podcast, and you can find it online at 1500ESPN.com. We are also available on Podcast One. And uh, yeah, it was a fun show and a good time. Uh, Happy New Year, Michael. Happy New Year, Reavers. You're the best. Thank you. And uh, like I said, we'll be back again next Thursday night. That's Manny Hill over there. That's Mike Fratelloni with Fratelloni's Ace Harbor and Garden Stores. ESPN Radio is up next right here after this top of the hour break on the home of Sports Talk in the Twin Cities. And we are, of course, 1500 ESPN, Minneapolis, St. Paul. Until next Thursday night, cheers.